This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. A Bloomberg News team writing during the pandemic that after long days of Zoom calls and homeschooling, people are finding ways to keep their spirits up, Tim, literally with spirits. And we know this has been one of the big stories of the pandemic. We've talked a lot about alcohol and the consumption of it. Yeah. And look, I think that January is a time when we think about ways to reset. And dry January is something that uh, we've certainly seen a lot of people attempt to do. Exactly right. It's a time to kind of maybe cleanse the head, the mind, all of it. Someone who knows about that is our next guest, Bill Schufeld. He is co-founder and CEO of Athletic Brewing. He's maker of craft non-alcoholic beers. And he joins us on the phone in San Diego. Um, Bill, so good to have you here with Tim and myself. First of all, Happy New Year. How are you? Hi, Carolyn. Tim. Thanks so much for having me. Happy dry January. Doing well, thanks. Dry January. Uh, so tell us about that, because it's often um, f- it follows what is often uh, a busy holiday season <laughs> where there is lots of beverages of the alcoholic kind. Uh, this year, maybe a little bit differently because of or it was a little bit different because of COVID. Tell us about dry January and what it means. Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, going into the new year is such a great time for people to kind of hit pause, goal set and think about what they want to achieve in the year ahead. That could be professionally, it could be with their diet, it could be workouts, it could be sleep, mindfulness, relationships, anything. And there's one pretty consistent variable. If you pull alcohol and some unhealthy eating out of that, it it makes it really easy to focus on what your goals are and like really kickstart the year in a productive way. And it's a trend that's been increasingly popular, like exponentially so over the past few years. Um, over 20% of U.S. adults participated in dry January last year. And anecdotally, it feels much higher this year. Bill, I know the company's uh, in, in sort of growth mode right now. Um, do you see a big uptick in sales in January typically? We do. Um, yeah, so the average uptick month over month from January to December the past two years has been about 30%. Um, I will say this year, our website traffic is up about 95% month, wow. month, yeah, month over month even. Wow. So what does that mean in real numbers? Um, yeah. So in terms of, so it's estimated that over 50 million so over 50 million Americans specifically participate in dry January. But in the broader population, 50% of U.S. adults have 0.1 drinks or less per week. So there's a big misconception about the like the pool of adults who don't drink on any given week, um, where non-alcoholic beverages have always been thought about these really small penalty box markets, like people in recovery, people who are currently not drinking for a very specific medical reason, where really it's actually the majority of adults and the majority of the days of the week where not drinking may make sense. And then at the beginning of the year, almost more so, where like those markets triple, basically. Um, In terms of the category growth for non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic beer as a whole, including all the big macro brands that have been out forever, um, it... So Athletic Brewing launched in 2018. Um, Non-alcoholic beer grew 6% in 2018, 23% in 2019. And in 2020, it grew over 40% across the country. Um, But as our company grows, we're having a bigger and bigger impact on those numbers. Um, The craft segment specifically grew 309% last year in craft non-alcoholic beer, and Athletic had a 61% share of that market. 
Tim, you're an, a non-alcoholic yeah. beer yeah. drinker, right? I, I am, and, and it's interesting. I'm not exclusively a non-alcoholic beer drinker, but that's the reason why I, I wanted to get Bill on our show is because the way that my own habits have changed during the pandemic and also with, with starting this new job, which requires me to get up so much Early. earlier. Yeah. So what I've decided to do is actually not drink alcohol during the week. A friend of mine made the recommendation to me who, who hosts radio very early in the morning, and he said, that is the key to a good night's sleep. Um, and I actually drink, <laughs> I do drink athletic, athletic brewing beer. Um, but it, it's also interesting because I've noticed that the marketing is, is not traditional beer marketing, right? This is a company that, that seems to embrace the idea of, um, it's sort of like, you know, Bill, I think of Patagonia, like the, the, the company Patagonia, when I see your marketing, it's very focused on like the outdoors and, and skiing and, right. and mountain biking. Um, tied what to is, the environment. Yeah, right? tied to the environment. What is the message that you're going for? Because as you mentioned, it does seem like non-alcoholic beer has, has gotten a really bad rap because in the past, um, bad taste has been associated with it. Yeah, it's so funny. And it's a, like what the company was born out of is exactly the occasion set that you're talking about. I was a huge foodie, craft beer guy. I loved all sorts of social, family, every like all sorts of normal occasions. But I also had a very serious day job at a large hedge fund. I loved waking up at five o'clock, working out, being on point all day, uh, starting to run ultra marathons on the weekends. And really, in that, alcohol had a smaller and smaller place, but I still wanted a great beer I could have during the week and wake up at 5 o'clock. And I quickly realized, in cutting back on alcohol, I was sleeping right through the night for the first time in years. I was on point all day. My workouts were great. And it was, like, the best life hack I'd ever uncovered. And so, like, my very normal, modern adult lifestyle led us in this direction to discover non-alcoholic beer. And then when I got there, I found out non-alcoholic beer, if you take out the alcohol, which is a diuretic and super dehydrating, non-alcoholic beer is actually full of electrolytes. It's anti-inflammatory. It's super low in calories. Um, our flagship golden ale is 50 calories and gluten hmm. removed. Um, so you can kind of have your cake and eat it too and get a great night's sleep, not have all the calories and the weight gain and stuff. Um, in terms of the brand ethos, um, we really wanted to make non-alcoholic beer positive and aspirational for the first time. And we're all about the thing that made me go from like even considering quitting a very stable financial job was the positive impact we could have. And that's all positive impact on our customers' health, activity, fitness, and ultimately then their communities and the environment. And yeah, we donate 2% of all sales to trail and park cleanups. And it, like in terms of being all about being healthy, active, outdoors, and inclusive, um, we only get one chance at this environment, and we are making a huge dent as a company, having it hard-coded into our ethos from the start. Right. And we'd really like to see more companies do that, honestly. Like 2% of sales isn't the biggest number in the world, but it makes a huge dent. But if you get enough people doing it, that 2% becomes um, something significant and impactful. Hey, Bill, one thing I want to ask you when I said, like, give me some more of the numbers. You said website traffic, 90% up month over month. So are you guys profitable? And I'm trying to just get an idea because the non-alcoholic beverage market, um, whether it's beers and spirits and things like that, or just water and juices, I mean, it's massive. We have so many choices uh, nowadays. So I'm just trying to get an idea of the financials for you. I'm thinking about our audience who are like certainly into this and they're looking for alternatives and disruptions certainly in the beverage market so give me an idea are you profitable what kind of sales are you seeing um and where are you selling 
Yeah. Um, so we are nationwide on our website. Um, we're pretty much the only true e-commerce care platform there is. Um, because non-alcoholic beer, we can ship direct to customer nationwide off our website, which is a huge advantage. And that's been soaring during COVID um, and with everyone shopping from home. In 2020, we grew over 500%, um, despite having pretty much 90% of our marketing ideas taken off the table. Um, and yeah, we finished in the mid double digit millions in revenue. Um, and we're planning to do over three times that in the year ahead. Um, yeah, so we're, we're super excited that we're basically able to yeah. exceed our goals for the year, even, even with the environment we're currently in. Mm-hmm. And, in terms of profitability, we weren't profitable last year, but we, uh, a big part of that is we purchased a big facility in Southern California where we could 10x our production and really go national. Ramp up, yeah. Well, let's talk about this production. Um, what are the what is the product lineup that you have right now, and and how are you thinking about expansion? Yeah, so we have two flag, uh, three flagships that have won awards all over the U.S. and internationally. Um, World Beer Awards, International Beer Challenge, our flagship Run Wild IPA just won the gold in the U.S. Open Beer Championship. They're all very approachable. Um, our, so our Upside Dawn Golden Ale is 50 calories, crafted to remove gluten. It's incredibly light-drinking, slightly hoppy Pilsner, basically. Um, a great crisp beer for any occasion. Our Run Wild IPA is a super approachable West Coast IPA, 70 calories, crafted... Um, made with all organic grains, um, and that's probably our top-selling beer. And then um, probably our hardest-to-get beer is our Free Wave Hazy IPA, which is now year-round as well. Um, that's available for subscription on our website. Do you have um, plans to continue to add to the product lineup, and, and how do you also make sure that you, you don't keep running out of these beverages that people want? Yeah, so capacity always was our biggest problem, um, especially in 2019 um, and through 2020. We'd have limited releases where they'd sell out online in 30 seconds, and people would be extremely frustrated by that. 30 um, seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, a good, like, that's a good, well, it's kind of a good problem to have, I think. <laughs> yeah. it, it's good, but it's super frustrating. If yeah. people are actually on the website refreshing it and can't buy it, it's, it's not a great outcome. Because they move um, on. They can move on. Yeah. Um, and so that is a big part of why we increased production this year is just to better serve our customers. Um, but yeah, it's we own the only two facilities in the country that are dedicated entirely to non-alcoholic beer. Um, so we can pretty much right now make as much beer as the entire category is. So we are definitely investing for the future, are huge believers in it. Um, relative to the rest of the world, the U.S. has an enormous non-alcoholic beer gap. Um, yeah, the European non-alcoholic beer market is over 30 times as big as the U.S. non-alcoholic beer market. Um, right. So there's a ton of potential for a very durable growth trend here. Hey, last question. Can you go it alone? Uh, Anheuser-Busch or one of the big guys calls you and said, listen, we want you as part of our portfolio. Can be a good thing, um, but I don't know if that's the kind of identification you want because you guys seem like you're going your own way here. Honestly, we're we're so focused on our own growth and goals, and we've been laying bricks forever um, for like a breakout year, like it's coming ahead. Yeah. Um, we feel like we're in the second or third inning here. I could see an IPO at some point. Um, our team is super proud of what we've built. Yeah. Um, and behind that, like we have a 
incredible investor team who we haven't even gone public with. Um, Can, do you so want to do you want to go public now? Because I was going to ask you who's behind you guys. Is it angel investing? It doesn't sound like you guys are only you're not bootstrapping it. Yeah, so I, I've actually never talked about this publicly, but we do have an inc- we have been incredibly fortunate about the people who have found our beer in the world and reached out. Um, some huge names in that, including JJ Watt, is an early investor of ours yeah. and supporter. He posts sometimes. He like sneaks it into his Instagram stories sometimes. Uh, Lance Armstrong, uh-huh. um, who. Lance was famously a very early adopter of Michael Ultra and has become a huge fan of athletic brewing. Um, David Chang, the famous chef. Yeah. Um, he's just like a huge foodie and a big beer guy, and he got it right from the start. And then we've been super lucky to have uh, Justin Tuck, the New York Giants defensive end, ah. uh, multiple Super Bowl winner. Right. He, he, he's been a super early investor and advocate. I met him and, last uh, year actually at the Super Bowl. So, I mean, these guys are fascinating in terms of where they end up investing their money. Yeah, and most, chance, most times they've found us, which is like they are on it and super and like ready to support things they believe in. Yeah. And along those lines, Blake Mykoski, the founder of Tom's, oh, Tom was Shoes, one of yeah. our first he was one of our first investors and a longtime board member and advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, the common thread through that whole group, really, is that our two for the trails and impact program really spoke out to them, like the impact we're having. All yeah. those guys are hugely charitable. And like from JJ and his Hurricane Harvey relief to what David Chang has done for mental health, Blake Mykoski with Tom's, um, Lance with Livestrong, it's like a hugely charitable group. And that has been a, a big thread. So, we're really excited to start doing some fun stuff publicly with them in the ahead, but this is the first place I've talked about that. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, that with us, because it really does. I love getting an idea of who's all behind it, because it does give an idea of what they're thinking in terms of future trends. Um, Tim? Yeah, yeah, and just before we go, how much money in total have you guys raised? Um, a good amount. <laughs> Are we talking uh, tens of millions or, you know... Well, yeah, publicly we have raised uh, $24 million through last March, um, but we are definitely stacking bricks for a huge year ahead and have some exciting plans we'll be breaking around the middle of this year, probably. Right. We'll come back but and uh, we, break them with us. We have, we, for sure, we have just launched uh, our first of five overseas countries, too. We are shipping um, nationwide to Canada with free shipping now also. Um, yeah, like Tim said, definitely come back, Bill, and share with us. We love these kinds of stories. We love these kind of growth stories. And I do also feel like you guys are tapping into that wellness craze in a big way that has, I think, certainly um, gotten a kick in the pants because of COVID. And we're all just focusing on both our mental wellness, but definitely our physical health as well. So great stuff. Good luck. Happy New Year. And uh, I know Tim and I will be reaching out to you again in the future. 